right, here we are. Here we are. It is science in between. Welcome back. Welcome back. And and this wait is ep- you forgot. Oh, this is Ollie. You? I'm Ollie. This is Scott. This is Scott. And that's Scott. And I'm yep. Ollie. Yep. Yeah. And now now go ahead. This is episode 52. 52. One one solid year of weekly recordings with Scott McDonald. Woo! I know it has been a glorious year. This has been yeah. a great uh, distraction for me and it's been yeah. a great way to, you know, reconnect with you on a weekly basis, Scott. And, yep. you know, and also to make, you know, connections with all fo- all these folks out there that are right. like listening, yeah, the, you know, the, the hundreds and thousands of listeners that, you know, well, there are people listening, man. There are. I know. People listening. I know. I know. Don't poo poo it. I'm not. Wait. No. Don't. Don't uh, get well, ahead of yourself. I, I know. Get ahead of yourself. <laughs> I, I bet that's on your list. I bet it <laughs> might is. Might be. It might be. <laughs> but uh, but why don't you explain what today's episode is so, about? So we were we were you know debating discussing what what this was going to look like this episode. What what we and, would do that for this epic. End of se- this is the end of the season. Just to be clear, this is yeah. the season-ending episode. And there's no cliffhangers. There's no cliffhanger that you, we're gonna. Well, maybe I don't know. Um. So will, this will we be back for season two? We will. In oh, fact, yeah, we've been re- we've we've been renewed. We've been renewed for <laughs> which which part about cliffhanger? <laughs> don't you understand, man? That was terrible. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, no. Like I I like you know cliffhangers. Like I don't know. Um. Peaky Blinders, where they wrap up one story and then they start a new one. So you know it's coming, but it's like, ooh, it's like, you know, oh, look at that. Um, So what we decided to do is to kind of put, you know, science education and all the online learning and face-to-face learning and all that stuff on the shelf for just one week, for just one week, and to talk about joy. Because this has been a joyful year, um, despite, you know, the you know, bumps in the road and on the obstacles and hurdles we've all faced. Um, and it looks like they're still going to go on. So yeah, we have science in between. <laughs> we thought, keep... we thought it was 110 <laughs> meter hurdles and it turns out it's a 400 meter hurdle. I know so. it's like, it's an unknown length. It's a... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so we're just going to do joys today. That's all we're going to do. And just joy. we put, we put some guidelines on this between Scott and I. So uh, we, we came up with a list of things we wanted to be joyful about or things we are joyful about and we wanted to share with all of you. And then what we were going to do is we, we haven't actually heard what the other one's going to share about. So we no. have a list of things we want to want to share like in terms of joys, but I, we don't know what the actual the other one's going to share. So these are like it's almost like every week, right? Like every week, I don't know what joy you're going to share. And but right. You know, exactly. Right. So yeah. here we go. So. The first one is uh, a a podcast that we've we've heard or listened to this year that has brought us joy. So over the last fifty two weeks, something that has like stood out to you as something that's brought you joy. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, well maybe I'll go first on this one. You go first sure. on the next one. Sure. Because I because I think uh, you're gonna have more to say on the next one than I will. Maybe. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll I, see. Well, we don't want to preview too much. We'll just jump into it. All right. Here we are. All yeah. right. So. Um, so podcasts, I mean, podcasts are hard, right? Um, I think you and I are both pretty extensive podcast listeners. Um, Absolutely. So, so I think picking one is really hard. So I sort of cheated a little and picked um, what I call the, the Merlin Maniverse, uh, which is uh, there are a set of podcasts and I only picked three that I listen to on a pretty regular basis of his. So Merlin Man is a, uh, I don't know what you call him, uh, internet 
thought influencer. What do you say? That's a horrible term. Yeah. Philosopher King. Um, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. I like his work. Um, I started out listening to him when he was mostly sort of a tech nerd and, um, he sort of pivoted into this more, I don't know, philosophical space. Um, and anyway, he, he does a whole series of podcasts that I really like. And I started with his first sort of, um, you know, beginning podcast that's been around forever. I don't know. It's in 500 episodes or more. So it's been around 10 or more years called back to work, um, which he does with Dan Benjamin. Um, and that's, you know, initially started about, um, you know, just doing work and productivity stuff, but it's turned, you know, again, more philosophical. And then he has one with, uh, John Syracuse, which is called reconcilable differences, um, which I really enjoy. And, um, and then a third one called Roderick on the line, which he does with John Roderick, who's a musician who was, a guitarist and lead singer of the long winters. Um, and John Syracuse is a sort of a tech, um, podcast slash blog nerd who is, a um, you know, does a lot of computer. He's a computer programmer in his, in his real life. So I just like, um, you know, I still have a little bit of that techie nerd thing going on in my life that I enjoy. And, uh, and these have sort of, these three podcasts have sort of grown or I've grown with them or they've grown with me. Um, so I really enjoy them. So those are, I, I sort of cheated and picked three, but they, they all sort of go together and they hang together because of Merlin Mann sort of, um, and, and he's most famous probably for the concept of inbox zero, which he has since tried to get away from, um, because he thinks most people, I think, misinterpret what he meant by it. Um, but that if you, if you know him from anywhere, you know him from that. Yeah, I, I don't subscribe to the inbox zero concept. I Well, you probably don't subscribe to the to the incorrect version. Uh, it sure. would be my guess, which is like every day you clear out your inbox down to zero. That is not what he advocates for, but that is what it's turned into, I think. I think the last time I, my inbox was at zero was probably in 2008. So there's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I answer all the emails and if, if you, if you've emailed me, you know that I'm pretty uh, responsive, but I just like to keep them there to just reference them. I don't put them in folders. It's just like one big massive inbox folder. It's great. It's great. Congratulations. So yeah. I'm starting, mm. I'm sweating a little right now, just hearing you talk about it, but that's, I, I can cool. give you a number if nope, you're if you nope, if you really nope, want to sweat. I don't. I, sh- I shared it recently to someone else, and they were shocked. They were shocked. But you know, hey, that's what a terabyte inbox will do for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's here's my podcast. I went so many different directions right with this because yeah. I do listen to a ton of podcasts yeah. um, when I drive, when I work out, and, and so on. So it was like, what do I choose? And then you know what I I I was I was leaning towards revisionist history originally because I listened to revisionist mm-hmm. history a, a, a lot recently. But here's the challenge: as as now we can officially call ourselves podcasters, right? We can do that. Right. We can do revisionist that. history is really highly produced, and yeah. these last they had a last string of of guests. They, I mean, they they got Glenn Close to come on and Jody Foster to come on, right. and all it does to me is makes me feel bad about our little old podcast down here. And so instead. <laughs> when I went with a, was a podcast I've been listening to pretty regularly that started like not too long after we started, which is called phase zero podcast. And it's, it's a Marvel, mm-hmm. it's a Marvel, you know, movie comic book podcast. It's, it's an episode 31 now. And they basically, what they do is they live stream each week on Twitch and they just record it and in all its bumps and bruises, they just record mm-hmm. it. And again, they subscribe to the 
if it's in the show, it's in the show. And so there's times when it's really entertaining because I'm really interested in the content, but it, the production value is, is, you know, I would say there are like, there are times when there's dead silence and there are times when it's clear that the people aren't listening to each other. Cause there's like usually four people like mm-hmm. they're, they may be responding to people on Twitch or they may be like reading something. And so they'll repeat each other. And so I'm just like, I find the content really interesting and I find the people really engaging, but the production value is not something that makes me feel bad. Right. It makes me feel like, okay, you know, and that, and gives me hope and promise that, you know, that people are probably listening to us who are just finding us entertaining and finding the stuff we're talking about interesting and aren't like really, and they're sifting through or, or not even paying attention to the, the maybe some of the production production value um, because it's not highly produced. We, we don't, spend wait, much time wait this show is not highly produced it is not it is not wow like, so I what know. are we what are we paying our our producer for uh the pr- producer is no longer being paid um wow. yeah okay. we had we had production assistance early on I by a 14 year old boy um who has since moved on um he's moved on to bigger Big, bigger, bigger project, and better things bigger projects um and so <laughs> which is um, not saying much that is setting the bar very low <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there you go. Phase zero podcast. It's up up to episode 31 right now. So they're, you know, what's that like, uh, you know, 20 weeks behind us. But, um, but here's the thing they shared in, in the episode this week that there's, they have uh, passed a half a million downloads and listens. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So while we might be ahead of them in, in terms of weeks of production, they are far ahead of us <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, just a few listeners. We just, we just had one of those NPR listener things that got people to sign up. Then we've, <laughs> yes. we'd be over. All right. So, uh, phase zero podcast, it's a Marvel, you know, comic book podcast. Uh, so there you go. All right. huh. There you go. Hey, yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, so, um, yeah, I was just trying, I'm trying to capture some of this because, uh, you know, we, we do do show notes sort of, I did a terrible job with the last episode. I don't know if anybody noticed, but I, I was getting you, tons of emails about it. Like yeah. people were like, what the, what the heck? I know. Cause pe- yeah. pe- if you downloaded 52 automatic or 51 uh, automatically in your little podcatcher app or whatever, it was called untitled episode until uh, basically this morning. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, if you re, I don't know if you can reload it or something, it would now, it'll now have a name. Um, but and it has it has good show notes and everything, but boy, howdy, I just uh, dropped the ball on that one. So, um, yeah. All right. So now, now you now it's still your turn though because we're oh, all sure. So yeah. So, uh, so now you're going to yeah, you're going yeah, next. So, so smartphone app. Um, so this is something that I would say probably about the last two months I've been working pretty religiously at is Duolingo. This is not something I've shared before. Uh, if you're familiar, it's a, you know, a foreign language app. So if you're interested in learning another language, um, this is a great way to do that. Um, each day you can uh, go on and, and learn different lessons. And, and so I, I took Spanish in high school, um, but we are thinking about at least prior to, you know, the, the, the Delta vi- variant, uh, we're thinking about going to France over over the winter break, and so uh, none of us in our family speak French, and so we've all we signed up as a family, and we're all like competing against each other to try to learn French. Um, and it's a great app; it's really well designed, not only from a uh, a foreign language learning type of thing, but also from a gamification. 
you know, if we can still use that term without like, you know, throwing up in the back of our throats. Yeah. Um, um, but it is, it is very game gamified, right? So you, it keeps you coming back. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm attracted by those things. I'm attracted by badges. I'm attracted by leveling up. I'm attracted by, you know, there are different leagues that you can compete in. And so you get to move up in a league. You get to be promoted to a league. If you, oh, that's a new thing. I didn't, I haven't. Yeah. You get, if you, if you score a certain number of points, if you collect a number of XP, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, experience points, then you get to move up into another league. And so right now I'm in the Sapphire league and I'm uh, oh, in. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and so uh, the diamond league is the next league above. Ooh, and ooh. so I'm trying to get it promoted to the diamond league because there's a badge, you know, of course, you know, if you um, move up to the diamond league, you get a badge. And so I'm like, I want to get that badge. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the badges. Look out. Yeah. Give me the badges. <laughs> you know that the saying, we don't need those stinking badges. Yeah. I need, those need the stinking, stinking badges. badges. <laughs> Give me the stick of badges. <laughs> yes. Just give them to me. All the no, badges. All the all badges. The ba- <laughs> <laughs> Just so. Uh, I want to make sure you understand me. I want all the badges. <laughs> yes. I don't care if they're stinking or not. Just give them to me. I want all the, the badges. badges. <laughs> all right. So how's your French? Like, are you going to hit us up with a little French? Give us, give um, us like, n- no, no, not going to no, do it. One no. word. One word. Uh, um, uh, jamais. Jamais. Oh podcasts oh like very podcasts. good jamais yeah. podcasts right all right thanks that was a, that was uh it should have been jamais smartphone app oh yeah oh. you're right i'm a i'm i'm falling back on our list but there you go oh. duolingo learn french learning french learning french learning yeah. french yeah. yeah i'm still in all unit right. one i'm still in unit one so. even though you're in sapphire league you're still in unit one well I, there's like uh, there's like i don't know like uh like eight or 10 different lessons. And each one of those is broken up into like, you know, six different mm. levels. And each mm. one of those is broken up into like six different lessons. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of content. A lot of content. Yep. All right. So there you go. Well, you know, by the end of season two, we'll expect that you'll be fully fluent in French. Ooh, I hope. Yeah. Uh, Parlez-vous français? Mm? <laughs> oui. Bon, bon, bon. <laughs> <laughs> Although every time I try to do that, my daughter says that it's offensive. She says, yeah, well, that's because it's offensive. <laughs> well, but, you know, but, but I didn't do it. I no. didn't do it. I said, we, and you, yeah. you, no, no, so it's you did, it's a, you did a little, but not, uh, not like I did. I really uh, leaned into it. You, you did. You were all well, And, and I will, you know, my, my wife, Christine, uh, you may know her, um, is, uh, a fre- a pretty good French speaker. I think she'd probably say she's not anymore, but she used to be a good French speaker. And, you know, it's all about the accent with the French. Like you can speak French, but they like you say two words to a French person and you're not, even if you're French, they'll say, oh, it's not a very good accent. Sorry. Mm. So, you know, it's rough. I, it's rough out there. Right. Well, the French you know, speakers. my hope is that they'll <laughs> appreciate the effort that. Oh, that, they'll absolutely appreciate the effort. And then they'll ask you to stop speaking French. It well then, but but it's okay. I'll yeah, take that. No, I'll take I know. That. Rather than them them going, oh, those you know, yeah. those people coming to our country those without people, like yeah. those people. I don't want to be one of those people. No, you, you don't. Know? Almost I nobody least, does. No, and so I'm going to give it, you know, a good, you know, college try. You know, yeah. there you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We thought Paris in in the winter would be awesome. You know, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, yeah. if we get to go. 
if you get to go. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll Tune see. Tune in for episode 23 or 4, probably, of season of epi- 2. Of season 2, yeah. yeah. Okay, what about you? Smartphone app. Uh, yeah, so smartphone app's a little tricky for me because I feel like I don't use my smartphone all that much for stuff other than really, like, stuff I have to do. So I have a couple of dumb games I play, but I'm not going to recommend those because that's not really a smartphone. <laughs> that's, like, that's like what, what you do when you're standing in line at the DMV or whatever. I don't want to... Um, but what I will recommend is actually related to something I said about in my joys before, which is an app called 10% happier that I've been using. Um, and I think a lot of people have heard about this, but it's a, it's a meditation app ostensibly, but it has a whole lot of content built into it. So there's videos series and they talk to you about different things and then have meditations that are associated with it. But um, but I've been a meditator for a long time now, and I've just been enjoying this one. I've tried different ones at different times, and I've had no, I've not used any at sometimes, but um, but this one um, been using and like it, and I like the app. I think it's well designed, and um, and I, I like the content. So not not yeah. too exciting, but there it is. I, li- I listen to the Ten Percent Happier podcast, yeah. and I've I've thought about list, uh, downloading the the app too. Do you do you just have the free, or do you pay? Do you pay for the? Um, I I think yeah. So I I now do have the paid version. Um, you as an educator, I think you can get six months free. I don't know if that's still oh. the deal, but for for a while they were offering six months free to educators, and so I used it for six months. So they got their hooks into me that way, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then I subscribed for a year. So that's cool. So yeah, so and um, so that's smartphone apps. Now we're going to move to streamable series. Yeah. Um, so and uh, it's my turn to go first this time. So I don't think anyone will be surprised by my choice of streamable series, which is <clears throat> a new episode of this particular series drops today, and that is Ted Lasso. So uh, I, I am. Uh, I I am. You're in. You're I'm in. all in for Ted. Lasso. I think you might have mentioned Ted Lasso in a previous yes, episode. At least or twice. Seven. Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I continue to uh, to love this show and uh, and the new season. I thought got not to a great start, but has has caught caught its feet, got its legs, whatever the term is. So he's, they, they are now um, doing a really solid job again, and I'm really loving it second season. So, yeah, I, you know, it was just the perfect pandemic television show. um, And I think it continues to be that for me. So, um, you know, and it, and it has become one of those shows that reminds me too of like, what television used to be like when we were in high school and college, which is like, Oh, Friday night, the new episode's coming out. We're yeah. going to watch it. You know, now we don't watch, you know, it's still like, Oh, if we miss it on Friday, we'll catch it on Saturday, but, but we do it together. It's a, a shared thing. And so, yeah. So Ted Lasso is my, is my choice for streamable series. I think there's going to be a lot more things like that, that they drop like on a, on a weekly basis, you know, cause I think yeah. I, I know a lot of the Marvel content does that. I know that there are other series on other networks that do that too, that are just like, you know, when they stream it, they're like, okay, it's going to drop, you know, Wednesdays or Fridays or whatever, because I think they're trying to get that communal experience, right. Instead of like yeah. people are like, so there's, I was just reading something in the paper this morning. That's there's a, a movie that's been out for probably like six months that has just been like refound on Netflix. Right. And it's, yep. it's called it. I, it, maybe it hasn't been out for six months, but it's been out for a while. It's called gunpowder milkshake. And it's like an, 
like kind of like a John Wick kind of movie mm-hmm. um, with like a female cast. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's all and it's all action. It's all that kind of, you know, dumb action that's like really kind of cool to watch, you know, because yeah. it's really orchestrated. But, you know, but because it, you know, was out there, like it just sometimes doesn't get found. And so sometimes like it won't like everyone's watching this on their own time and their own way. But if they, you know, create these experiences that it's more communal. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, for me, my streamable series was, I, I thought I, again, you know, we've streamed mm. a lot of content over the last year. Um, but I thought about the one that had the most cultural impact on our, 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 our family in terms of, you know, things we would say and mm-hmm. picking up the lingo and the slang and all that. And while this is really low, you know, I think impact, I know where we're going. Is Letterkenny? Did you think our <laughs> Letterkenny is not something that um? It's like all fart jokes. I, I gotta say, it's that it's that kind of level of of humor, but it's really so funny. And there have been lots of things we say to each other in our family that we've just taken right from Letterkenny, and that have just become part of our vernacular in our family so it's just it's kind of cool and so i talked about it in episode 30 it was the joy i shared that week but it's something that uh has stuck around in our family and we're excited to see the next season when it uh comes out so that's cool. it streamable series letter kitty uh next up is movie yeah. and i really wrestled with this because i've seen yeah, i watched so many movies like i am i'm like my media content is like you know i just have an appetite for all of this stuff um and so movies i watch a lot of movies um and but i thought about which one would be something i'd rewatch if i had a chance to go to the theater tomorrow what would i pick to watch mm. um because so much of this has been streamed and so i've been to the theaters like maybe once or twice in the last like two months um but sound of metal um mm. and that it, it won some academy awards um and I shared a, this in episode 35, but I just would die to see this thing in a theater um, because the, and I talked about this when, when we talked about it in, the, in that episode was that sound is a character in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have never seen a movie like that in which, you know, the use of sound is so thoughtful in terms of not just the sound, but also the absence of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we talked about it before, it's about a drummer in a heavy metal band who loses his hearing, um, and then navigates life on what it's like to be, you know, deaf. Um, and so, um, that they try to put you as the audience member in that experience and by using sound in, in really creative ways. And it's brilliant. It's a brilliant Mm. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Not a metal. Yep. That's a great one. Um, yeah, like you, I think this is a hard one and, you know, there's always the tension between like, is it a movie that you just love or is it a movie that's great and had like a big emotional impact on you and all that stuff. Um, but after some thinking on this one, uh, I actually picked old guard, um, because I think it was just, it was another one of those things in some ways, like Ted Lasso, I guess, which just happened at the right time for me. I don't know that it's a, I mean, I think it's a very good movie. I don't think it's like a world changing movie uh, by any stretch, but I thought it was very good. And it just, you know, when it came out and it was, it was one of those early, like straight to streaming things. I remember being like a big deal. Um, 
so yeah, so Old Guard is is the movie that sort of you know if I'm encapsulating the last year um, or our, our last season um, that that I would call out as my as my movie, and I def it's one like you say it's one of those movies that um, probably for the rest of my life I'll be happy to watch it if it's on I'll watch right. it I'll if I've got nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon I'll say hey I'll pull up Old Guard and watch that and uh, yeah. So yeah, I think uh, that's my that's my choice for the thing that really brought me joy in the movie category. All right, next up. All right, book, book for entertainment. Up, book for entertainment. Yeah. So this one's tough too. I mean, I, I actually think I haven't read as many books as I would have, or I would have expected, uh, especially over this summer, um, for entertainment or otherwise. But um, I am in a this is another one that I, I already have spoken about. So I debated that too. Like how many of these do we want to repeat? Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, because, you know, then we're just sort of saying, picking things off of our list. Um, so, so the one I picked was uh, deadly education, um, which is a, you know, it's a Harry Potter esque story, um, but it's a little darker and a little, um, I don't know what else, you know, it's just, got a different vibe to it, but, um, but I really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's the first of what will be a trilogy, of course, because that's the way these books work. Um, and it's one that was recommended and I took it up. And so I really enjoyed it. It sort of burned through the family. Um, uh, everybody, the only person who hasn't finished reading yet is, is my wife, Christine. And so, um, yeah, so deadly education. Yeah. For, for me, I was, I have, like I took a uh, a break from reading for entertainment. Actually, it wasn't like a choice. It was more out of necessity. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I found it really hard to concentrate on reading. And I blogged about this a few weeks ago on my blog, but I found it really hard for me to read um, for entertainment because I would, you know, get into stories and I would just get lost in my own thoughts. Right. And so when you're reading for entertainment, I find like I have to, you know, sort of, engage with the narrative and visualize it and all that. And I, I, and I haven't, wasn't the only one that had this trouble. I was talking to some friends who have been in the same place. So it's probably only been about the last five months that I've been back into reading um, for entertainment. And when we were away a few weeks ago, um, my wife suggested I read a Frederick Bachman book. Um, and I've talked about Frederick Bachman before. He's, you know, he's written a ton of books like, uh, um, Ove and Beartown and Us Versus Them. And, and, but she said her favorite of all those books was uh, My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry. And it is awesome. And which for me, whenever I read something, I want to feel emotionally connected to it, right? I want to, I want to come out the other end, you know, um, you know, changed or at least felt something about the characters. And even like even talking about this book, I'm getting a little broken up because it is such a moving book. Um, and I can't tell you about the story because I think if I did tell you about the story, I would start to get a little a little broken up. So my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry uh, by Frederick Bachman. Read it. It's it's something that you'll just. Um, yeah, it is. It is awesome. It is awesome. All right. I'll add that to my list because I have Bear Town sitting on my nightstand. I haven't read it yet because it's in the, in my stack, but <clears throat> yeah. It, it, yeah. Bear Town, it'll it, like, that's the thing about how Bachman writes um, is that 
you he writes in a very unique style but you get so engaged with that style that you get connected to the the characters and then the characters go through some really painful moments and 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 when you and when you navigate that you navigate them with them and so um yeah at the end of that book i was like crying (laughs) like and it's like a lot for a book to do that right i mean for you to stay in and like i was like yeah really teary-eyed um all right so let's move from the book for entertainment to professional book and this was this i did i've read a lot this year in terms of professional books but i think Mm -hmm. one of the ones that and this is not from the field of science although i think i could have really uh we could have done the brian brown book because i really enjoyed that too um but i Friend of the show, the one, friend of the show, Brian Brown, just friend of the show, Brian Brown. Um, but for me, one of the things that's impacted me in terms of the work I do on campus is a book I, I, I read with some faculty uh, last fall called on, on being a mentor um, by Brad Johnson, W. Brad Johnson. Um, and I would say it's not the, the best book in the world in terms of mentoring, but I think it presented a concept that has really changed how I view mentoring. Um, and one of the, the, the concept is this idea of this, the mentoring constellation and that what you're trying to do when mentoring new people, whether it's, you know, students or whether it's, you know, faculty members or colleagues or whatever, is that you're not trying to be the one and everything to them because you can't, none of us can do that. Mm-hmm. And so rather what it's, what we're trying to do is to be a conduit for helping them establish a mentoring constellation or helping them recognize the need for a mentoring constellation. And so when they say, you know what, I need help with X, they know to go not to, to you, but to somebody else that you've helped them either mm-hmm. recognize or foster relationships with or something. And so this, this mentoring constellation has like been one of those sort of like groundbreaking you know, concepts that has shaking, shaken the work that me and uh, my, my colleague Leslie has, have done. And so, um, and how we've approached mentoring on campus. So I, I would say that this is something that, um, yeah, has just really impacted the work I do. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting because I think um, that's such a, it's, it's like the, it's invisible work, right? It's right. The, it's the invisible one of the many pieces, but it's invisible work of the university. You know, the work of caring for others and helping and supporting them in their in their work um, is something that we don't. Well, goes unrecognized formally almost always, right. and uh, but is but is also critical in the stuff that people remember. Right? It's like, yeah. oh yeah. I, I really appreciated that mentoring that Ollie did for me. Right. You know, it's like they, they remember yeah. that not like, Oh yeah, I re- I'm really happy about that article I published or whatever. Yeah. Well, one of the things that over the last like year or so, uh, Leslie and I have taken on this, uh, this is Leslie Gates and we, she's our, she's my art education person, uh, friend. And she, uh, and I have taken on something called the fa- faculty mentoring program. We've actually created this on campus, which is really cool to maybe formalize that a little bit role, uh, a little bit more. So it's not invisible. So it's more seen mm. and it's becoming more of a, uh, a practice on camp uh, campus and more of a culture part of the culture of our campus. And we're trying to work to do that because we see some people that are like really struggling with, um, you know, how to, how to do this job and do it well. Um, and so she and I've taken on that role, um, in a very formalized way. So that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's fun work. And it's also like really, you know, it kind of plays to like my, my dad role. Like it's, Mm. you know, 
it's i'm kind of like the like the campus dad i don't know like campus dad <laughs> yeah i don't know there that's, you go that's nice. so corny but you know yeah. someone called me that once and i said hey you're, you're kind of like the campus dad i'm like all right well that's, yeah, there you there are worse things to be there you know? are worse things to be sure i can think of a lot of them yeah i can't, can't say them yeah lot, but you could you know, think of them we'd have to put like explicit on this episode. right we wouldn't want that we wouldn't want any uh, want any salty language, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. Um, you know, again, I feel a little bad about doing this, especially because our next categories are all going to be about the podcast too. But um, but we finished with one that's not, I guess. But um, this is another one that uh, I have mentioned before. But I think the book that has had the biggest impact on me in the last year. Um, professionally is, is Karen Broad's, um, meeting the universe halfway. So, um, you know, I've, I've made small mention of it a couple of times. It's really a philosophy book. Um, she's really a philosopher, but her PhD is in physics. Um, and she does sort of social science philosophy, I guess, or maybe just philosophy. I don't know if there's a, if that's a distinction, social science philosophy, but, um, but her, but the core piece that she takes up in the book is this idea of a gentle realism. And it's, um, you know, it's based on physics it's based on quantum mechanics. Um, and, uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, wonderful book. It's, you know, it's a tough read as you would expect any philosophy book to be, but, uh, so read it with friends if you want to read it, but it, it really has helped me in interesting ways that I'm still getting to figure out how, uh, has, has helped me rethink just how I think about the world, frankly. So, um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you don't stumble onto books like that a lot. So, um, and, um, and, you know, I read it, I read it with friends and that helped. Uh, so, um, you know, Michelle Wooten and JD McCausland, who are two of my colleagues, um, or I guess were Michelle's now moved on, um, to bigger and better things. Uh, but JD is still a doctoral student here at Penn state. And so the three of us, um, read those books together or read that book together in a book club. And I think that was a really great way to read it. Um, to read it a little bit of a time at a time and talk with other people about it. But, um, and that's probably true, you know, as you were saying um, yeah. about any professional book um, is that you need that processing time, right? You know, we think about this sort of what graduate classes are, you read stuff together and then you talk with each other about it. Um, so I think uh, maybe that's a little piece of advice for your professional reading is try and do it with other people and talk with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, if you uh, if you have some people that you're looking for a book uh, to share, um, you know, and you're philosophically oriented, this there could be worse books than this. So, yeah. Meeting the universe <laughs> well, that's a, that's around. quite the sell. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't want, you know, <laughs> like I'm happy to sell Ted Lasso to anybody. I've almost found no one who doesn't love Ted Lasso. But meeting the universe halfway, that's that's a, you know. It's, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, what, what a good analogy is like food wise, but you know, like everybody loves baked ziti. Um, right. so you don't, you don't have to sell that to anybody, but you know, I don't know, like, uh, what's something, you know, steak tartare, sushi. I don't know, sushi. sushi. Yeah. Right. Particular kinds of sushi in particular, right? right. Like the, uh, sea urchin sushi, like the, you know, mm. some people love that stuff and other people like that's mm. a little, that's got a right. lot going on for me there. All right. Uh, right. So stretch break. And then we're, we're, uh, so now we're moving into, uh, 
some, some favorites from from uh, science in between. Some are some of our histories, yeah. yeah. So, and so the first one is the favorite, our fa- your favorite episode, our favorite episode. So, yeah, I think the- I think I go first. This one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, I think I, I I I was genuinely I should really double double check um, which episode this was, but, um, the episode that I liked, um, most recently, uh, was actually a pretty recent one. I, and, and I do actually like a lot of the episodes that, um, that we, um, that we do because I, I enjoy talking with you, as you said. Um, but I think, uh, the episode that, um, that I liked the best was the haters got to hate. Mm. So I, I, you know, we and at least in part because the previous episode, which was called Scott Swear Jar, um, mm. I I came out pretty hot and uh, and I think maybe uh, I th- I think maybe in in uh, haters got to hate or do they? Um, I I was able to reel it back a little on my critique of pedagogical content knowledge, um, and uh, so that and I I think I think I took over the mantle then and just ran with it right I took over like I I leaned yeah. in you leaned in a little in that episode but I mean maybe you could pick both those episodes but but uh I thought those and and the thing I like about them is I think they encapsulate what is best about what we do when when we're doing this show which is it's it's fun and and it's interesting but it also has some real stuff in there about how people learn and about why those those things matter to how you teach and and how to be a better teacher um, of science or anything, but particularly we're you know, thinking about science. But so I, it, to me that those those episodes sort of uh, encapsulate a lot about what the show is about and what I enjoy talking to you about. So I like it. Yeah, I like those two. Those were good uh, because I think one we we're wrestling with this stuff in real time, and I think that's always. Yeah. Uh, great to hear. Um, so mine, it goes back to when we were talking about the the Brian Brown book. Yeah. Um, I think this is, I think that series of episodes was was really thoughtful, and it was like you and I were doing our own little book club thing, mm-hmm. and and then discussing it, you know, with our listeners. And so the, I think it was maybe chapter four or five of that was about the hero teacher, right? What that meant, and mm-hmm. and I and the episode is actually episode twenty two. It's called Hero Teacher, but not that one. And I think both of us went into that, you know, that chapter thinking that it was going to be about the, the white knight, right? The, yeah, that, and that's right, a concept. Right. The concept is that somebody comes in and, and sort of takes on the savior role. And, and so we talked about that a good bit in that episode, but we also talked about how, you know, Brian presents this other concept of what that means and what that looks like in a classroom setting. And it was so, it what was great was it's so different than what our expectations were going to be of that chapter. And mm-hmm. so this is episode yep. 22, go back. It's in the series uh, uh, where we talk, uh, discuss uh, the Brown, Brian Brown book. And, and so, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. That's when I stood back as I was going through the episodes and going and trying to think of each one, like what was memorable about those episodes, like what stood out. Um, that was one where I, I think um, just res- still resonates with me that one I could l- go back and listen to. And I think I'd still enjoy it today. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that series really was great, and uh, and I do think it also has a lot of the the core of this program, right? And maybe yeah. they all do, and I just I don't see it as much in every episode. But I, I think that whole series um, around Brian's work, where we were really talking about you know important stuff, 
um, but also having a good time doing it. Um, yeah, I think that was great. So good choices. So favorite uh, title. I was going to choose untitled episode. That was going to be, uh, but it's uh, gone now. You can't pick uh, it anymore. I know that that's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. That was, thanks for dragging Whoa. me with your, <laughs> so, so much for the joy. Uh, I was like, yeah, I got an opportunity here to get in some body blows. So just, I I thought I'd take it right. It was yeah. right there. It was right there. I, I just had to take it. So going back way back, I was like going, which ones, uh, like you're a very creative title writer, Scott. So I, <laughs> I would say that most of the ones that were in the running were all yours. Like oh, they're wow. all high, yours. High praise. I, absolutely. But I think that the one that st- has stuck around or best captures the things that we've talked about is Death March with Fun Sauce uh, from yeah. episode so- seven. Because I think that when I don't even remember who threw it out or one of us threw it out and the other one like built on it. Yeah. Um, which I think is typically how these things go is like that has become sort of like one of those reoccurring mantras in our, uh, our show is that that's what we're trying to get us away from in science education and education in general is that it shouldn't be this, this death March. And that where we throw some, Oh, let's, let's throw some Kahoot in there and let's throw some, you know, Oh, like fun and games just as a, a way of uh, distracting from the, the death march. And, and so I, I think that best encapsulates what we're trying to do here or the message we're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, that, that was my second choice. Oh, uh, look at us. But I think, you know, what my first choice is, which is another thing that recurs <laughs> on this show a lot. Is it, is, is it poo poo? Poo poo the recurring <laughs> character. Yeah. I, and and I I have to admit I like it because it's got the like stupid middle school part yeah. to it, but it also has this uh, you know this idea that um, there's a thread that runs through the show right mm-hmm. that there and it's not hopefully it's not poo poo, um, but the but the the idea that um, you know we we do have recurring characters on the show and by that yeah. I mean like core ideas that we're going to keep revisiting, right. That we, that, that come up every, every show or every couple shows, right. That are, that are central to what we do. So there are recurring characters and, uh, and we don't want to make fun of them, um, which is really what that title means. Uh, and, um, so I, so yeah. And, and it's just a funny sounding name. Like, yeah. I mean, as far as names go, it is. It is funny. Yeah. I, and may, what, what it may, like what I just thought of there for a second that was like oddly humbling and scary was, you know, one of the things, you know, we talked about with the streamable series was Leonard Ketty and how yeah. in in our house we've adopted some of the terms and, you know, things and phrases. And so there's a chance that maybe someone out there as a listener who is using poo poo or death march with fun sauce or using one of these. And that's like scary and humbling. Yeah. It really yeah. is. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. I th- it would be okay with me if they're using death march with fun sauce, because I feel like that, as you said, yeah. that sort of is a, that has some real meaning. I don't know about the poo poo, the recurring character, but yeah. But or yeah. if that, or it, maybe if there's job- other things. Drop in friend of the show. You know? Friend of the show, yeah. <laughs> friend of the show. That, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's quite exactly our, our unique it, bit. So, uh, I, so I, I say we didn't create it, but we certainly overuse it. <laughs> we, we do, we do, and and I'm happy if I hear somebody say it on another podcast or out in the world to take credit for it. Sure, right. Yeah, to say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ollie and I invented that. 
Well, I think we use concept. it maybe in in ways that because there are people who maybe have never heard of the show who we count <laughs> as friends of the show. Oh well, definitely. Uh, like I guess John Dewey, I, John Dewey, friend of the show. Yeah, well, right. Albert Bandura, I'm, right? I mean, yeah, friend so, of the show. Yeah. So, so we do occasionally use it in, a, in an ironical way. In fact, I don't think we've often used it in a serious way. For, if for no other reason, then, then we don't have that many friends of the show. Right. Yes. But, right. So we could say, like, friend of the show, Priscilla Taylor. And oh. that, would be, that would be a genuine sure. call out to a person who is a friend of the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, who, I, if, if Priscilla's listening, I would be tickled pink by that. That'd be awesome. It would yeah. be awesome. So if she, she if she, I don't know, it's it possible be. she she had I she has listened. The question is, will she listen to this? This is like a little Easter egg for Priscilla if Ooh. she's out there, and you know she's like listening along, like, "Ooh, I wonder what this. I love. I like the Joy's episode, so maybe I'll listen to episode fifty-two. That's all about Joy, and then she'll get a little Joy. And look at that, all right? Yeah, and that's what that's what we're about too. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. So, so friend of the show, Priscilla Taylor, if you're listening. Thank you. You're a friend of the show. You're a friend. You're officially a friend of the show. We're going to get you a t-shirt and we're going to send it to you. And it's going to oh, say, Oh, that would be cool. Science in between friend of the show or friend of the mm-hmm. show, science in between, which way it could, uh, well, we'll dramatically we'll have to figure that out. We'll put a pin in that and come back to that. And then we'll get you at the back. We'll have your name on it and a number like oh. Taylor. And then maybe, maybe your favorite episode number, like maybe, maybe, uh, you know, Poo poo the recurring character episode. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Some episode. Sure. In the past, that is not this episode. So uh last but joy. not least. No, we have two more. We, we have, have two. two more. Oh, did you sneak another one in on me? Okay. No, no, we have uh our the favorite oh. joy of the joys. Our, that's right. Joy of the joys. And joy of the joys. Uh I uh, this is you, I think. This is your This is up. my this is my joy of joys. I think yeah. I might have to have you go first because I think I forgot this one because I didn't have it on my on my. I would say for me, this is um, a game. We talked about this uh, back in episode eight. Um, Quirkle, if you haven't played Quirkle, um, go off and, and, and grab it. It's kind of like a cross between Scrabble and, I don't know, um, Shapes and Patterns. It, like It's just Shapes and Patterns and Colors Scrabble game. And so I shared that back in episode eight. And we have played this game a ton over the pandemic and as a family and it's one of those games where even now we would go anybody want to play quirkle and someone would go yeah i'm in yeah and so it's just one of those games where you don't have to invest a lot of uh, mental energy because there were times when i think that was you know at a premium to try to get that mental energy but um but you could still have fun and you could still talk and and yeah it's great quirkle and any like almost any level learner. So if you have someone in your house who's maybe like five or six, they can pick this game up pretty quickly. So Quirkle, episode Quirkle. eight. Episode Quirkle. eight. That's a nice one. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a boy. It's a tricky one now. I should have looked. Uh, done a more serious job of looking at these because um, I don't want to repeat. So, yeah. uh, so uh, like, cause I, we, I've, we've had some repeats in the joys already. So, and this is a, by definition, a repeat in the joys, but uh, the one I'll pick was from episode 14 because, because this was another one that I debated in the streamable series category, which was Watchmen. Um, mm-hmm. That was um, a totally different experience from Ted Lasso, obviously uh, as a streamable series. Um, and they just had the one season 
Um, but that was you know, just um, one of those things that you can like Ted Lasso, I feel like as a streamable series, you can watch over and over sort of like letter Kenny in that you, you get a little bit more out of it every time. And you sort of learn the vernacular and it gets, you miss little funny things that you missed the first time. Um, but with Watchmen, it just sort of gets deeper and you see the complexity and, and uh, really the power of that show. So I really impressed um, with Watchmen. And that was that I'll, I'll take that as one of my favorite joys of the last, uh, of the last season. So that's on HBO or HBO Max, I guess now. But. We had a really tough time with that series. Um, yeah. We made it about halfway, and I was a big fan of the books. And I think it just caught us at a uh, caught me and my wife at a, at a time when we didn't need something dark. We needed something, and it is a dark series. It is. It is a dark you know, series. Yeah, all and the there, way through. And, right, and there's a lot of uh, big, big concepts that are addressed there, and and we we needed some. My wife doesn't really like that kind of entertainment. She likes to, you know, kind of move. She's a school counselor. And so she, in her professional work, deals with a lot of, you know, trouble, a lot of things that, um, you know, would cause people pause. And so when she goes to entertainment, she usually tries to take something that will take her away from that. And so um, we don't watch a lot of movies in which or TV shows. We actually she can't watch the news at night. Yeah. because it's one of those things where you know she needs a distraction she needs something that you know takes her away from that yeah so that's understandable yeah yeah it's it is a, it is a, a tough series and that's it's definitely why I, uh one of the reasons i didn't pick it for the streamable show is yeah i get like, that wow that's a lot man but uh but if you can if you've got the the right mindset it's a it's a really yeah it's a great experience so finishing up was a uh, musical artist or mm-hmm. new or new to you musical artist, And, right. and I shared this in episode uh, 43, but if you didn't catch that Japanese breakfast um, and the song I shared at the time was be sweet. I've since uh, I went out a few weeks ago for uh, national record day or whatever it was vinyl day. And it was everywhere. Like everywhere I went, they like there's, you know, in, a town near us there's probably like four or five different record stores within a couple blocks of each other and everybody had it on display and i was like oh so i picked it up and mm-hmm. actually uh japanese breakfast is coming to the harrisburg area and i'm gonna see them play so, yeah he said that that's pretty cool man yeah i am excited because it is you know sort of like indie pop and it's you know it's like the songs are just catchy and you know, I think it's like like with Ted Lasso, it's one of those things that you need right now. Cause like the song Be Sweet, it's just like, you know, it's just happy and just joyful. And that's what this whole episode's about, right? Is being joyful and being, you know, happy and being sweet. And I think that's where um we need a lot more of that right now. Yes. Okay. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was debating going back to one that I picked for an episode, but I I, for this category, I tried to get away from it, um, because I did feel like we're, uh, I particularly was repeating myself a lot. So, so I'm going to, uh, pick, uh, a musician that I had literally not heard of until, what was it? Two weeks ago. Um, and I, I was up in, um, Chautauqua, New York, which is where I hang out with my family a little bit in the summer usually. Um, and, there was a woman playing Amethyst Kia is her name. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing her it right. I'll put it in the show notes, but um, she is a like roots musician. So it's sort of a mix of blues and country and um, I don't know, rock and roll, I guess a little bit, but, um, 
but she, you know, I'd never heard of her really. And she was playing and, uh, and I went by to listen and was just blown away. She's was just fantastic. And, uh, she had, it's just a three piece group. She has done, I think some work on her own, just acoustically. Um, but, uh, but she has a, a bass player and a, and a drummer with her. Um, but she's just got a phenomenal voice and super talented singer songwriter. I mean, she writes all the music herself, um, you know, young woman. And, uh, and I think her, no, I know one of her songs was nominated for, um, like roots, uh, got an Emmy for, or was nominated, not for an Emmy. That's a whole different thing. She was nominated for a Grammy for best roots song for one of her songs, but um, yeah, if you haven't heard her stuff, it's, um, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it because it's, it's such, such a, uh, sort of amalgamation of different genres, but, um, but I guess she or someone defines her as a roots musician. Um, but like I said, that's sort of got blues and country and, um, and it's just fantastic. So strongly recommend that, that genre roots. roots. Well, I think, I think roots connotes or is meant to describe music that is um sort of you know um well came out of uh, historically black music so probably there's some jazz in there but certainly like blues and country music both uh, have their roots in in a similar place which is in sort of a combination of um of both black and white uh poverty in the in the you know like turn of the century, turn of the previous century. Um, and that, that music has a lot of things in common. Um, so I don't know, I can, I, I am, I am not a, an aficionado of the genre and I'm certainly probably doing all sorts of harm to the description of that (laughs) genre right now. Uh, but, uh, but whatever it is, her music is fantastic. And, uh, and I was really impressed. And as a person who doesn't typically listen to that music, um, I was amazed, you know, I mean, I'm more like you, I think an alternative person, alternative, alternative rock is sort of the genre that I listen to most. Um, um, at least when I'm listening on my own, I listen to a lot of different stuff when I'm listening with my children because they listen to different stuff than I do, but, but none of us would have picked amethyst from, uh, from our playlist. So, so if, if you haven't take a, take a swing at, I'll look into it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, cool. she's, she doesn't have a ton of music. Like I said, she's young, but um, but yeah, what she does is amazing. So, boom. There you go. All right, so that was all our, our joys, our joys to the to the world, as you said. Joy uh, you know, to the world. There, there you yes, are. I yes. thought I thought I'd get you to sing there. Yeah, you 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 baited me into that. I, I set it. you up a little bit. It's all right. It's all good. It's all right. But but if if you're still listening, and you know this has been a a longer episode than most, but um, thank you, thank you for being here, and thank you for spending your time with us. I know there's lots of. You know, as, as we've talked about, there's lots of things out there that, you know, you can choose to spend your time with. And if you're choosing to spend your time with us, we're thankful. We're thankful and, yeah. and joyful that that you're spending some time with us and listening to us banter. <laughs> or whatever this is. Whatever this. I was going to say that. That's <laughs> awesome. You know, that whatever this is, whatever we're doing here, you know, and you're finding some value or some um, some joy in it. I uh, we appreciate it. And thank we you. Do indeed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I do think um, you know, as much as we joke about how we don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners, I think the fact that people listen uh is is a is a joy for us, right? I mean, it's nice to know that people are paying attention even a little bit. So that's great. So this is like a little aside. I was watching oh, a little, uh, aside. little aside. I was watching a documentary about uh the descendants last night. This is a punk band mm-hmm. from like the eighties. And actually, they're still still around, um, but they just reformed. But anyway, the uh, the uh, the drummer um, Bill Stevenson uh, was saying, "What's what's to say that every band? Because he was in a band that like no one was following." He goes, right. "If I have fifty people coming to see my band, then there's fifty people coming to see my band. What right. what? Why is why is there some?" You know, I have fans, so it's right. awesome to have fans. And yeah. not every band is going to have thousands or millions of followers. You know, just, I'm just thankful someone's listening, and yeah. I'm and that is really, I think it captured to me when I was listening. I'm just like, yes, that's exactly right. If we have, you know, forty, fifty, a hundred people who are listening regularly, that's awesome, and I'm I'm thankful for that you're here with us. And so, yeah. thanks, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And come back for season two, which starts yeah. in a week. It starts soon does and we'll see you then we'll see you then in between see you then bye now